From the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023, thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, the Players Club, powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built Ford Tough. Welcome back to the Players Club, the third hour of the Players Club. That feels good, doesn't it? The third hour of the Players Club. Maybe we can make that thing permanent, eh? Huh? Huh? Maybe. Training Camp 2023 is on the air thanks to Ting Internet. If you live in Centennial, make Ting your light speed internet provider for as low as $89 a month. Go to ting.com slash centennial for more info. All right, Bleacher Report has some interesting um, little memes and things from time to time. They posed the question, who are some athletes who would dominate in another sport? And before we get into that, though, I want to I want to talk about Justin Simmons a little bit because Justin Simmons is sitting out his third straight day with a groin uh, injury, which is pretty common in training camp. Groins, hamstrings, hip flexors, those types of things. So no big whoop, in my opinion. But here is Sean Payton talking a few days ago about his plan for Justin Simmons. Just being smart. Um, you know, if a player, Randy, kind of, tweaked an ankle a little bit on his interception he came out practice but we were just smart about you know how much we were going to do with him justin was doing well and we're going to do that throughout throughout this camp concern level uh with justin simmons sitting out the third straight day i'm not concerned at all groin right i mean that's something that could linger for a long period of time but also it can get a lot worse if you rush back from that thing so oh yeah gotta trust that justin understands his body he's played a ton of football for the denver broncos and he's been very durable i think it was three straight years where he hadn't missed a defensive snap insane um he's done a heck of a job of being a staple a, a staple staple unit for this defense and um if he's out i I gotta trust that he had a conversation with the trainers this morning the trainers then had a conversation with the coach and staff and there's a reason why he's not out there he's not a young guy right yeah no he's not you gotta you gotta monitor that body and uh you know the all the explosive movement the running the change of direction you're gonna have growing issues you're gonna have hit hamstring hip flexor issues i'm surprised we haven't had more little tweaks like that that have caused guys to miss time two weeks in a camp. Did you ever hurt a groin? I mean, do big guys even yeah, have groins or yeah, hamstrings? Yeah, I, I, or is it just I, like one big ham hock? I, I, I was a big, fast guy, Nate. So, you know. Yeah, I, you were running down the field. You yeah, wanted to clean up. Yeah, so um, I had a. I, I had in 2012, I actually tore my hamstring and um, had a get a series of PR, PRP shots oh, for the rest of the season. Absolutely sucked. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, in that uh, game that we were down, I think it was 24 nothing to the Chargers, that, that night game, you know, two and three football team. Everybody's wondering if Peyton still has it right before halftime. Interception, pick six, trying to chase it down, and, and just that thing snapped on me. Oh, damn. And I was going to shut it down, but right there and then, you know, Peyton – gave a speech in, the, in that locker room and and I was like, yeah, let's go. You know, it was very inspiring where I was like, man, we, I got to give this thing a go. I got to get back out there and give it a go with, with my teammates. Oh, man. So so I hate to uh, be the bearer of bad news for Broncos fans out there listening, but in consecutive plays maybe or at least back-to-back reports within the same minute, two different guys. A guy we were talking about earlier with Brandon Stokely is a, an emergent wide receiver, somebody who Made waves last year, then got hurt. Brandon Johnson apparently mm-hmm. fell and is being treated on the field. Okay. And then uh, the very next play, Mike McGlinchey limping off the field. Trainers are following him. Oh, 
Yeah. Well, limping off the field, good. Not 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 right. horrible the for offensive lineman. Out, the right. cart's not coming out. Um, and you know these guys. Are, this is going to happen in training camp. You guys get rolled up on. You know what you're hoping for. I tell I tell people all the time. I don't know what your mindset was going into this thing, Nate. But my mindset was I was going to get hurt at some point. I hope that it's like a broken finger. I hope that it's a ankle sprain. <laughs> right. Like I was praying for an injury that could allow me to finish the season and not let not shut me down for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought about it similarly. Like as long as I can run, I'm fine. You can take my shoulder, take my neck. Take my head out. I don't care. Like, if I have a concussion, I can work with that because I can run. Yeah. I just need to be able to run. And if I can't run at top speed or at least close to my top speed, then I become vulnerable out there. So all the lower body stuff, but the groin, the hamstring, the, the hip flexor stuff like I was talking about, those types of soft tissue overexertion injuries are very common in training camp because it's day in and day out. Eventually it wears down. You get some tightness, maybe a little tweak. And then you and then you pull them out for a week or so and get them right. And what that does is it gives opportunities for other guys to go in there and show what they can do. You need depth on this team. You need depth. You're going to have injuries during the course of the season. You're going to have a guy who is second string and is a special teams player all week going into game day. There's an injury. All of a sudden, he's a starter and he's on the field in the two minute drill trying to win the game for you. Yep. So that's that's an opportunity for guys trying to make these this team to step in and show what they can do. Uh, but Brandon Johnson. Just went down, attended to by trainers, and Mike McGlinchey limping off the field. So, uh, you know, uh, just added to the list type of thing. Yeah, so Cam Fleming will step in at the right tackle position. Uh, we know we saw extensive work from him last year. Are you comfortable and, with him as your, as your step-in guy? Uh, step-in guy, yes. Starter, no. I think we, we, we deserve an upgrade from last season at that position. But I think that, you know, if, if Mike needs a couple days during training camp to get through this thing and get back to 100%, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll be fine and we'll be able to get some great work as a football team out there with Cam Fleming out there at the right tackle position. Uh, this wide receiver room was deep. It, I mean, we know a week ago we lost uh, two guys in Tim Patrick and K.J. Hamler, but this wide receiver room, in my opinion, is still deep, and you're still trying to search for opportunities to find guys' reps. Now we might get to see Jalen Virgil with that one unit. We might be able to get to see little Jordan Humphreys with that with that one unit. Maybe it's a Marlon Mims Jr., right? So uh, I think that... As bad as this sounds, this might be a good thing and a good opportunity for some younger guys. And a step in the right direction for what you just said a couple minutes ago, creating depth for this football team. Yeah, and Brandon Johnson, a guy who uh, dealt with an injury last year and uh, had to, you know, deal with that before he was able to come back on the field. Um, late in the season, he actually caught Russell Wilson's 300th career touchdown. And you, mess, you mentioned Jalen Virgil. We haven't heard much about Jalen Virgil at all, but he was responsible for the biggest pass play of the year last year, a 67-yard touchdown, probably the most electric offensive play that the Broncos had all year. So where has Jalen Virgil been? He didn't emerge until late in camp last year as well, so maybe that's an opportunity for Jalen Virgil to pop up as well. But uh, hopefully these injuries to Mike McGlinchey and Brandon Johnson are not severe, and they can get back out there quickly and give a chance to some younger guys to make an impression. We are here live from Training Camp 2023 in the DenverSports.com zone. Thanks to our friends from Con Construction, a commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvement and design build projects for over three decades. That's Con K-A-H-N. All right, guys, who would be a better NFL tight end? All right, actually, I'm going to give you three names. Aaron Judge, 
LeBron James, or Kevin Durant. That's next. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and King Internet. Reacting to today's practice, the Players Club. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built for tough. Cut up the lights. And call the love. Cut up the lights. All right, guys. Hey, man. You want to make an omelet? You got to crack a few eggs. And some eggs are cracking over there at Centura Training Center, Training Camp 2023. The latest eggs to crack. Brandon Johnson fell down. He's a wide receiver who's been emerging. Brandon Johnson fell and is being treated on the field. That's what Andrew Mason tweeted. And since then, Brandon Johnson was seen doing some light jogging, and then he Troy then observed McGlinchey is walking back to the locker room as well. So you got Mike McGlinchey, you got Brandon Johnson both being tended to in the locker room. And um, some more injury updates. Mike Kliss, courtesy of Mike Kliss, a tweet, quote, Justin Simmons, Chris Manhurts, Aaron Patrick not practicing. Looks like Kwan Williams observing today. Kareem Jackson not practicing Big day for Texas safety duo of Caden Stearns and P.J. Locke. Of all those names I just mentioned there, who who are you most concerned that they're not out there now? Um, none of these guys, honestly. Um, Justin Simmons. No big whoop. Chris, Chris Manhurst, uh, Aaron, Aaron Patrick. Well, Aaron did have that ACL last year, right? Aaron Patrick, if my memory serves me correct. I don't think he had a Kev, was that the, the guy? Who was the guy? Um... Chargers game slipped on the sideline. Was that not Aaron? Table leg just gave out underneath yeah, us here. We're, look we're at this list. We're right, we're right. You know, for me, <laughs> it's nice to see some of the veteran guys, right? And and you know, Sean Payton is going to give some of these veteran guys an opportunity to rest. And yeah. hey, we we don't need to see you got the end of this, right? The big day for Texan safety duo Caden Stern and PJ Locke. I'm more excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, can, can you guys show that, hey, you know what? I could fend off Kareem Jackson. We could get younger. You know, we could maybe use that money in another position and bring in some other players, right? Um, can we – can I get – can I get the coach's eyes open enough where now – they're saying, I'm the guy moving forward, and now I'm going to be the starter, where I'm not in that backup role. Both of these guys have been in that backup role for a long period of time. Yeah, you're right about Aaron Patrick. He did tear his ACL last year, so um, out there and probably putting him on a little bit of a pitch count, easing him back in. You know, the Kareem Jackson thing is interesting because he's getting a lot of vet days. Mm. You know, he's getting a lot of vet days, but he's also seeing his starter, his grip on the starting role maybe slipping away as well. Do you think he, when they tell him, hey, you know, you don't have to practice today, you think he's like, man, I got to practice. I want to practice. I'm, a, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to prove that I can still be the guy. People are overlooking me. Yes, absolutely. Um, he definitely strikes me with that mindset. But he had an interview about a week ago where he was kind of talking about, you know, you get older in this league, they're always trying to bring in somebody to take your position. That's the So just having that mindset and, and being a realist of what's going on, that they are always looking for somebody that's younger than you, that they can pay less than you. And they're saying this guy's going to have a little bit more longevity than you because you are a little bit older. Just having that mindset could go 
and transition now easily to man i gotta practice and if your body feels good enough what why am i sitting out here yeah i want to get calloused up yeah. i want to be able to get through 17 games i'm not looking at just getting through the day and then kareem's been doing it at a very high level for a long period of time but he's also transitioned Right. Remember, Kareem Jackson played corner in this league right. before moving to safety. Yeah. Like he moved to safety the year before he got to the Denver Broncos. So he's already been told that hey, you're not no longer good enough to play one position, and then he had to carve out a, a whole separate career at another position. And he's he's being overlooked by some folks. Some folks think he's, he's too old. He had to settle for less money the last couple of years than he believes he, he he deserves. But he did start and play in all seventeen games last year. That's that's uh, you know a big uh, well. I was going to use a, an expletive, but that that is a statement to anyone who doubted his ability to withstand the duration of a season. Yeah, at so, some point, like what? What's this guy? What is he trying to accomplish? How many years is Kareem trying to play, though? Man, it's you know you want to go out on top, though, don't you? You want to you want to go out a Super Bowl winner. You want to go a Super Bowl winner, but as the older you get, the 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 less that you have. So Kareem already has that. You know, when these coaches look at Kareem, they don't even consider him for for special teams. You were here when Charlie Adams, you were here back in the day when um, Jerry Rice was here, right? Yeah. Jerry came in and, what, he was competing to be that number three wide receiver yep. for this football team. Yep. Jerry didn't play special teams. Jerry was yep. a lot older. Yeah. So now do you keep a guy on your football team because he is just the number three wide receiver mm. that he's not going to play no special teams for you? Number three wide receiver maybe sees 40 balls a year, right? So now you look at a guy like Kareem Jackson. As you get older, like you, you tend to be able to do less things on the football field. Yeah. So now you look at PJ Locke and Caden Stearns. PJ Locke, you know, uh, a core special teamer. Yeah. yeah. And, and you could just plug and play these guys, yeah. and you know that they could play the. Let's give them all the defensive snaps and all the special teams reps as well. Where you, now you start looking at Kareem Jackson, it's just like, oh, you just play safety. Yeah. Like so, it becomes harder and harder, and that's why we've seen that money dwindle down as well. I think over the last couple years and yet he's the one dude on this team that'll come downhill and pop you and it's funny he's the corner he's the former corner and he's the biggest hitter in that secondary right yeah um however there's a player and someone on the ramoslot.com text line asking about him jl skinner he's a rookie and so you know unfortunately guys for all you listening the players club show takes place at the same time as training camp practice happens so we don't get to all have eyes on all, all these practices we send one guy there a day can watch it and then call in and that's chad today he's there right now he's going to join us next segment and we'll ask him about jl skinner and, and if he's seen anything out of that young man because stature wise he's a big dude he profiles like a steve atwater yeah. so so is he going to have that type of skill set that because uh, because as a former receiver and tight end you're coming across the middle Either way you look at it, a guy who's going to put a hit on you versus a guy who's not is going to instill a little bit of something in your head when you're coming across the middle. I always liked having a big hitting safety on my team to put some fear in those receivers coming across. These guys, these days, there's so many rules to protect the quarterback and the defenseless receiver. It's like a receiver gets hit too hard, and he throws up his hands like, where's the flag? He hit yeah. me hard. He hit me hard. But still, there's that effect that it has on those types of dudes. They start getting alligator arms. 
They start getting little T-Rex arms. They don't reach up for those balls that are above their head because they're afraid of getting knocked out. I think it also affects some of these safeties' play because, yeah, J.L. Skinner, if you're back there playing safety at 6'4", 220 pounds, you have the speed to be back there. Right. But now, do you bring it to hits? Do you line it up the right way and come downhill and there's no fear? Or do you ease up? And I think some of these guys ease up because those paychecks are get a lot lighter if you do, if a flag is thrown on some of these hits. Right? So the game of football has changed right before our very eyes. But if you do have a guy that's back there that can you know lay one out, somebody legally, very clean hit where there isn't a flag, the team does not get hurt. Man, everybody's going to keep their head on a swivel moving forward. Every game that you play, those wide receivers are going to remember that guy, and they're going to account for that guy where he's at pre-snap before the play even begins. Yeah, you can talk all you want about scheme and alignment and all this stuff, but when it comes to football, the most violent, aggressive, um, hard-hitting team ends up winning most of these games. Who's tougher? Who's stronger? Who wants it more? That's what football is about. Guys, we're here live from Training Camp 2023 in the DenverSports.com zone. Thanks to our friends from Randy Ross Tennis Center. All right, Chad Brown, one-third of the Players Club. He's over there watching practice now. He's going to join us next. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, the Players Club. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built Ford Tough. We're working on getting Chad Brown prying him away from his area of expertise, which is a football field. Chad Brown spent 15 years in the NFL, 15 training camps. That's a lot of practices, man. That's a lot of padded practices. Now he's up there on the hill watching. So we'll see what he says. But before we get him, uh, who do you think will be the best tight end in the NFL? Aaron Judge, LeBron James, or Kevin Durant? Uh, for me, you gotta, I got to go Aaron Judge because I, huh? I watch what LeBron James does and sometimes how he flops. And and I, I look at KD, and it's, KD ain't got a shot. Look at those little legs and, and that, that little upper body as well. So I watch all of all of these guys, and for me, it would definitely have to be Aaron Judge. Yeah, KD's not blocking anybody, is he? No chance. KD's not blocking Absolutely anybody. Absolutely not. He's not blocking anybody. I now, I, I think that all three of these guys would be exceptional in in going up and getting to football. How would High they deal with the jam, head. though? How would they deal with the jam? Um, I, I think LeBron and KD would get off the jam very easily. I don't think that you'd be able to really jam these guys up and hold them up. And, and, and I don't think that you'd be able to throw off the timing of things going against a LeBron James or a Kevin Durant. Where these guys would struggle is like, hey, well, now, now you got to go block this DN. Now, now you got to go, like, crack this linebacker. And um, on top of that, like, after you play a football game, there's this thing, like, you, you get seven days to play another one. Yeah. I don't think these guys would recover that well you don't think in so. that seven days. Yeah, I personally think Kevin Durant would have a, uh, have a tough time out there. He doesn't seem like a guy who really likes the contact. To be a tight end, you're going to have to block. You're going to catch passes, but you're going to have to get dirty. You're going to get hit. You're going to get tackled. Every time you catch a football, I don't know if Kevin Durant's body could handle that. Um, Aaron Judge, he, Kevin Durant would get 
fold it in half. Yeah, he would. Just break. Just a, bro- broken. Just a pile of bones, man. And these guys, like, they're, they're body frame. KD's seven feet tall. Off on him. Yeah. He couldn't get low enough. Like, imagine KD in a three-point stance. <laughs> like, trying to get out of a three-point stance yeah. and keep his, his pad level low <laughs> and his hips underneath him and run his feet. Yeah. Come on, Kevin! You're better than that! It'd be hilarious. It'd be a sight for sore eyes, I tell you that. And then when you look at baseball players, now Aaron Judge has the body, clearly, to be a tight end. But does he have the ability to, to cut? I mean, you never really see baseball players have to run precise cutting like that. Like, they, they do it in, ba- in basketball, coming off screens, cutting, backdoor, things like that. But have you ever seen Aaron Judge actually even full sprint and then do anything athletic other than just running the bases? No, I haven't seen it, but I assume <laughs> that you could teach it. Right, man. Like, that's something, right, over time that you, you could get. All right, we got Chad Brown. Chad Brown, one-third of the Players Club, joining us from up on the berm. Thanks for pulling yourself away from practice. Chad, what are you seeing? Man, uh, well, the biggest news of the day is Brandon Johnson and Mike McGlinchey both go down in one-on-one periods. Brandon Johnson goes down running the routes. On the sideline, he limped off the field about uh, 10 minutes later. Uh, Mike McClinchy goes down after a one-on-one rep against uh, Randy Gregory. He limps off the field a few minutes later. Both guys have not returned to practice. Uh, that is perhaps the biggest news of the day. Uh, they just finished a team period, which had a walk-through tempo to it. So a little bit of an unusual tempo for a day where all the players are wearing full pads. Mm. Yeah. Um, what did you see before that, Chad? Uh, you know, I think this is smart on Sean Payton, kind of shutting it down. Two guys get banged up, right? And you don't want any more injuries. But uh, what did you see? Did you, you did it look different for you as far as last week to this week? Yes, there was more efficiency, particularly from Russell Wilson. He, uh, they had a seven-on-seven red zone period. He hit... Uh, he hit Greg Dolfich on a crossing route in the back of the end zone, but I'd imagine that pass was made all that much much more easier because Justin Simmons is not at practice today. So uh, there's definitely some wins and some higher levels of efficiency, but the uh, attrition of training camp has started to, to affect the Broncos. Justin Simmons with the groin issue. I mentioned Brandon Johnson and um, Mike McGlinchey leaving the field today. A couple other guys aren't participating, but it was nice to see Randy Gregory in action both in one-on-one pass rush and also set the edge when they went with a nine-on-seven period. He looked to be explosive. He looked to be fast. He looked to be the best edge defender on the field. Chad, Kareem Jackson having a vet day out there. Obviously, Justin Simmons not out there either. So, um, P.J. Locke and Caden Stearns get an opportunity out there. What about J.L. Skinner? He's a rookie. He really profiles body type-wise as a Steve Atwater type of thumping safety. Have you seen anything that you can report from J.L. Skinner? Uh, I saw him in one-on-one with a, a, a decent rep. Um, you know, when you're that thumper kind of safety, typically your you know coverage is not going to be your strong suit. Um, so he had a pretty, pretty good rep, and his eyes were where they were supposed to be. But uh, along those lines of, of eyes where they're supposed to be, Drew Sanders, the, the young linebacker, who we expect to be a very versatile part of this Vance Joseph defense, uh, in one-on-ones uh, and also in red zone seven-on-seven, he had a responsibility for running back out of the backfield. Both times, his eyes were not what it needed to be. He was in man coverage looking at the quarterback, and I want to yell from the media area up top, hey, young fella, the quarterback is not going to tell you where he's throwing the football. When you are in man coverage, keep your eyes on your luggage, like they say at the airport. So he's got a little bit of coaching up to uh, 
to get where I think he's ready to go out there and be a full-time participant. Is it Louis luggage, though? Is it Louis uh, luggage? <laughs> but the money these guys make today, it's all Louis luggage, Nate. Everybody knows that. That's right. Chad, you played a decade and a half in this league. Uh, last year, this Broncos team was decimated by injuries. Sean Payton comes in and says, hey, we're going to do it completely opposite. We've seen, you know, the veteran days over the last couple days for this Broncos team. But we're starting to see the injuries kind of pile up. Obviously, there's no one reason why a person gets hurt. I just wanted you to talk about how did you play, you know, a decade and a half in this year, in this league, and avoid some of those injuries that you've seen teammates' careers be done because of? You know, it's uh, it's, it's always tricky, though. You know, uh, I, I think I played a lot of football young, so I learned how to protect myself, not to put my feet in awkward situations. When I was in pile-ups and making tackles, I like to get my feet out of the ground. Um, you know, at the same time, I've also had to give uh, Jim and Marshall Brown a lot of credit. Um, you know, I'm 53 years old. I can still do the split. So I was some ways kind of made for this game. Uh, I think football is just everybody's not made for it. Not everybody has that sense of proprioception and body awareness when they're going to get themselves in an awkward spot. And sometimes just fluky things happen. Like, uh, you know, what happened with Tim Patrick last week. And it looked like the, the injury to um, – Brandon Johnson was more of a fluky thing as well. So odd things happen. I think McGlinchey and Brandon Johnson, you know, uh, from a very quick uh, analyst standpoint, uh, they both walked off under their own power. They were not caught off, so I'm expecting them to return to practice maybe sooner than later. But both guys may be in doubt for this game. And then also speaking about this game, Gary Bowles is not practicing today. So two backup tackles who have not looked very good in practice. So if I'm playing on playing Russell Wilson and I'm Sean Payton, I've got a higher level of concern than I did before this practice started with the injury to McGlinchey and Bowles not participating. Chad, I've heard you say this before. Go, uh, Real quick, Joe, Chad, do you think that they went to more of a walk-through tempo because of the backup tackles or because of the injuries that happened earlier? That's a good question. I, you know, there was no uh, announcement made up until that uh, team period, which was, you know, a little bit more of a walk-through tempo. Practice was, was certainly spirited. Individual drills and warm-ups were, were very spirited. Uh, the nine-on-seven period had some banging in it. Um, Seven-on-seven was definitely full speed. The one-on-one will pass, rush, and cover to a full speed. So it, was that a response to those injuries? I, I can't say. Um, but up until that point, every drill was full speed. All right, Chad, you keep telling us you can do the splits. Prove it. That's what I say. Prove it. Until then, I'm going to doubt that claim you just made. Appreciate that, though, Chad. Get back out there. Watch practice, and we'll be listening to you on the drive later today. Well, thanks for having me on, fellas. I can still do the splits. I can not dunk anymore, but I can throw a football 60 yards. No, you can't. No, you can't, Chad. You can't. You can't throw a football 60 yards. I promise you. I bet you every dollar in my bank account you cannot throw a football 60 yards. All right. Love you, buddy. Thank you. (laughs) There he goes. Chad Brown, one-third of the Players Club. We appreciate his his willingness to step aside from practice and join us for that segment. So, Looks like it's a different type of practice. We got some injuries we got to figure out, and we're going to go from there. Um, But um, our broadcast from Training Camp 2023 is powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built for tough. All right, when we come back, we're going to wrap things up and react to what Chad Brown had to say about this practice. Looks like guys are starting to drop like flies. How will the Broncos react? That's next. 
live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, the Players Club, powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built for tough. That's right. We're chopping it up here on the Players Club, Denver Sports. Dot com zone. <laughs> That's what it's called. I keep forgetting. And Randy Ross himself just popped over and said hello. The man, the myth, the legend, Randy Ross and his lovely wife, Nancy. Uh, Nancy listens to us all the time. Yeah, that was really cool, yeah, man. That was really cool. Kind of every day she has a long commute up to, to her grandchildren. You know, she, she's, she's uh, when, when you get older, you live for your grandchildren, right? In any way you can help out with them. She goes up and helps out and listens to us in the hallway there. That's right? pretty awesome, man. Yeah, so super cool. And, um, yeah, it's nice because my wife actually plays tennis right here at the Randy Ross Center. Is that right? Yeah, so, like, she's ran into Nancy before, and Nancy's, like, telling Keanu, like, stories that I've told about, like, how we met. And, like, when I was away, when I was playing with the Chargers and Kiana taking care of, like, a flood that we had in the house. Oh, wow. So, Nancy so has she knows all, all about inside that. information. Is Kiana just like, what? Wait. <laughs> is Kiana a good tennis player? Um, yeah. Yeah. She's uh, working really hard at it. She's actually getting ready to play doubles here next week while I'm out of town. So, she's been picking it up a notch. She's always played just singles. Okay. And now she's learning to play with a partner so she could do that with a couple of her friends. So, like, have you ever thought about, like, if you guys get in a little argument or a little dispute at home, settling it in a tennis match? Who would win a one-on-one tennis match, Orlando Franklin versus his wife, Kiana? Um, you know, just the competitiveness in me. I'm, I don't let my wife win at anything. Mm. So, um, she is better than me as a tennis player right now, 100%. Okay. But that's because I've only been about like five times. The problem is I keep on telling her, she's always telling me, Hey, I want you to play this. I want you to pick this up with me. And I tell her, like, you do realize, like, I was a world class athlete. Like, at some point, if I'm going to destroy you. Exactly. You are going to be upset that you asked me to get better at this game. Exactly. (laughs) And I've told her that many times. I was like, all it's going to kind of take me is like two, three weeks of taking this seriously, (laughs) and I'm going to get better and better at it. I've seen it. I've went one day, and it's like, oh, wait, how do I do this? Okay. to, you know, told a couple things. All right, I'm starting to look better. It's starting to feel better. And then I go back a couple weeks later, and it's getting better from there. So a lot of it is I'm waiting for her to, you know, just go out there and absolutely dominate and then let her come and dominate me in the game. And then I'll start getting serious about it when she's whooping me up and down the court. And you actually probably wouldn't even need a tennis racket, Orlando. Your hands are the size of tennis rackets. You can go out there and play handball. <laughs> All right, so I want to reset some. I can hear you. You better cheer me on, dude. From my wife. Two text you messages. never know when they're listening. Always listening. Always. I'm always listening. I hear everything you say. Everything you think. Um, all right, so resetting the news from practice. Brandon Johnson down with some sort of lower body injury. He was able to walk it off, trying to jog it off on the sideline. Takes it into the locker room. Same story with Mike McGlinchey. Fifty guaranteed million dollars uh, in the offseason. Our high-priced right tackle also injured, also headed to the locker room. On top of that, we talked to Chad, and he had, you know, he reported that they were doing a walkthrough type of period. 
with full pads on, which is unusual. Orlando, if you if you get some a rash of injuries like that, and you're a head coach, and you see guys start to drop. Do you alter your plan and and do that? You know, maybe you had a period plan. It was supposed to be intense. You're saying, okay, let's dial it back and make it a walkthrough because of those injuries. Or do you think that was already part of the plan? Yeah, so that's why I asked Chad. Like, yeah, hard to tell, was right? Was it because of the two backup tackles now that you have out there and the, t- the starting tackles had been struggling going against, you know, Randy Gregory and company at the outside linebacker position? Or, or was it because of the slow injuries? I think injuries make you adapt and adjust no matter what. Uh, you'd be a fool not to. So if you are taking the temperature in football, you got to constantly check the temperature of your football team just to see what you can and can't do. Because sometimes he'll just be out there working and not really accomplishing anything because guys' minds are other places. There might be injuries that have happened today. It might be something happened off the field or it might be because the quarterback's not playing well. So now guys are just not out there giving everything that they have. So for me, I think that practice solely changed today because of injuries. So I think Sean Payton is being a little bit proactive in the situation saying, okay, you know what? we got to play a football game this week. We're going to be able to evaluate guys really this week come Friday night. You know, why risk having, you know, a couple more guys get injured when we're bringing in more people off the streets? Yeah, and if you think about it, if, if guys get Injured in the next couple of days, they're probably not going to get a chance to practice, or I'm sorry, to play in that game on Friday. So you're, you guys who you really want to see on Friday, not on Tuesday, not on Wednesday, are dudes that if they go down in these next couple of days, you're not going to get to see them in a game on Friday. Try to implement your vision and and see what guys are like when the lights come on. And you know we have talked about this how some guys look. You hear the idea of a gamer, somebody who just is great when the lights come on, but. And Chad echoed this, and I feel the same way. That look, you want guys who are the same every day. You know, you know what you're going to get from them on Sundays, because you get that from them every day during the week. But Sean Payton doesn't know any of these guys on Sunday. Um, do you expect to see any surprises on Friday night of guys that haven't flashed it all out there? We haven't even mentioned their names, but all of a sudden there they are on Friday making plays. Absolutely, some guys are just gamers. Some guys, you put them in, the, put them in the game, and all of a sudden you're just like, "Oh my goodness gracious!" All right? We know that training camp has changed drastically from the time you've played football, but heck, it's changed from the time I played football. I remember my first two years in the league in 2011 and 12. We had full speed live tackling drills. We would do at least one period each and every day. Okay, we're going to the ground. It could be a third and long situation. It could be a red area situation. It could be a short yardage situation. But we were going to go live and tackle to the ground. And that's how the game of football is played. So some guys, they might look like, man, you know what? He's just made that catch. But in the game, he's breaking that tackle and taking it for another 10 yards. And that's a, he turns that into an explosive. Or, or he's just he's not going to be denied and he's not going to be taken down. When you start tackling on Friday, I think there will always be a couple guys on each and every team that will pop just because of you're playing real football. So training camp is is, is long. It's tiring. It's it's monotonous. You got to break it up somehow. Create some levity, some opportunities to laugh, to have some fun. Were, were there any guys on those teams you were on? Because you were on one of the best offenses in the history of this game. Yeah. Right, 2013. And the best offense in the history. Yeah, one of, of the best offenses no, no, in the history. No, no, it was the best offense. It was the, definitely the one points, of the best. The most points scored. The <laughs> best offense in the history. Of this the game. best offense in the history of that season. And, uh, <laughs> 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 no, but, um, was there, who were the, who were like the clowns in the locker room? The guys who would lighten the mood? Were there any pranksters, any pranks going on in training camp? Man, we had a ton of guys. 
from T.J. Ward to Akeem Talib to uh, Wesley Woodyard to Von Miller to heck D. Ware jumping in there at times as well. Malik Jackson. Uh, there was just a ton of Danny Trevathan. And those are just the defensive side of guys. Jump on offense. Wes Welker, big prankster. We know Peyton's a big <laughs> prankster when it's time to prank versus time to work. Um, we uh, DT, right? I mean, so there was just so many different guys where whenever we were in that locker room, Guys, were be- pranks were being pulled. But whenever we walked on that football field, it became serious. And guys were out there to work. It was a great working relationship for sure. Same same with us. Same with us. I mean, Jake Plummer, we had him on early in the show. I want to thank him for joining us. But he was a big prankster in the locker room. He was a big, you know, he would, he would understand where the mood was at in the team, on the team, and when the team needed to lighten up. And he was the type of leader who who would talk to everybody. He was down to earth. I mean, you saw him come and talk to us. Just a down to earth dude. He was that way as a leader. He talked to the defense. He talked to the offense. He was one of the guys. He had parties at his house. You know, if uh if we're on the field and the offense is playing bad, he's going down the line with the defense like we hey, our, our fault, fellas. We're going to get this. We got this. All right. Keep it keep keep supporting us. We're going to get this thing turned around. Um so he had his finger on the pulse of the team and what the team needed at any given time. And um, you, you got to wonder, is Sean Payton's new ship that he's staring here, and he's talking about no Gilligan hats and and uh, no interviews on the sideline, no sunglasses and things like that. But I have heard him talk about the rookie performances. So they are doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they are having dialing up these moments to laugh and to enjoy each other. And I know that Sean Payton does like to have some fun. I mean, it better be. Yeah. That's, that gets you through training camp, It man. does. What was... What was your rookie performance? Did you ever have to do one? Uh, yeah, I did. A, I did uh, this song um, that it was like um, a BET live version of the song, uh, "Music Soul Child," uh, and it was very explicit. And I made the <laughs> offensive line cool that day. Yeah, the whole entire team started singing along with this version of this specific song. Yeah, man. I uh, one year when when my last year here, two thousand eight. Shanahan's last year as well. The rookies were so bad, so bad at the performances that they opened up the floor for veterans to go entertain, and there was prizes, cash prizes. Nice. And, um, and I was doing my George Bush impersonation at the, the time. Who was the class? It was um, Wesley Woodyard. And it was bad? They were actually good, though. Wesley, oh, okay. Wesley and Jack, I think, uh, what was his name? Jack something. He was a he was a corner. Those okay. guys did like a, a Martin Lawrence-themed like, Dude, skit. Dude, Wes is awesome. Yeah, Wesley no, he made awesome. it to the finals. He made it to the finals, but guess who didn't win? Mm. Wesley. And guess who did? This guy right here. Mm. I'll give you my routine in a later date, but that's it for us here on the Players Club. And I just want to let you guys know we've been live here Training Camp 2023 in the Denver Sports.com zone. Thanks to our friends from Con Construction, a commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvement and design build projects over three decades. That's Con, K A H N Construction.com. Either way you slice it, Training Camp is a brutal endeavor. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to put these guys through something that's difficult, that's hard, that's painful, that they can learn from. Some guys are going to get hurt, which a couple guys did today. You hope it's not serious. You hope they bounce back. And you also got to do the team building stuff off the field in those meeting rooms, which is what those rookie performances are about. Practice is going to be wrapping up pretty soon. That's it for us on the Players Club. Stick around. Stokely and Zach, they're next.